I'm gonna do it. I want to do a Star Wars series because I'm a fan of Star Wars. A really, really big fan. If any of you guys were there on Sunday, I talked about how I love Star Wars Legos, like legit. Like I want Legos, specifically Star Wars Legos, for Christmas. Like anything Star Wars, like that lightsaber. If that was under the tree on Christmas, I'd be pumped. I just love Star Wars. I think it's like super cool. It's like the best sci-fi thing out there. So I was like, I want to do a Star Wars-inspired series of the Bible because Star Wars is cool and all, but this book is um, absolutely amazing. This is my favorite book on planet Earth. This is what it's all about. This is God's word right here. Um, this tells the story of us, really. It tells the story of everybody, the creation of the world, and all the way through how we are here today and why we meet here and who God is all about, and why he loves us, what he did for us. This is, this is his book. We have it all laid out right here. So I love this book so much that I want to go through this entire book with you. And I want you guys to come along while I, like, reference things to Star Wars, and it's like kind of all Star Wars themes, kind of help you understand who's seen all the Star Wars movies. If you were at the movie night, you saw all six. Yeah? Who feels like they're, like, pretty good with Star Wars stuff? kind of good. You feeling pretty good? Awesome. Cool. So I'll kind of be like your, your Jedi master, if you will. And then you guys can be p like Padawans, learners of this. But no, it's good. We're going to have a blast. I made a video here. I'm going to show that, and that's going to start us off. Cool? Awesome. Jensen's down. All right, let's do it. do all three episodes tonight. The Creation Genesis, episode one. Episode two, Attack of the Thrones. Episode 3, Revenge of the Uplift. There's my intro. Remember, God wins. That's the name of the series. God wins, not Star Wars. God wins. So I'm going to start off page one. Genesis, the first book of the Bible. Genesis literally means the beginning. So I'm going to start. You guys ready for this? The creation Genesis, episode one. Okay? Okay, here we go. Chapter one. This is a big book. You guys ready for this? Can you handle it? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's watch a video. Yeah? You guys want to watch a video? Let's watch a video, because God created the heavens and the earth. 
I could say this, but let's watch a video and see it happen. Cool. since Adam's sin has walked within us. Brother against brother. Nation against nation. Man against creation. We murdered each other. We broke the world. We did this. Man did this. Everything that was beautiful. Everything that was good. We shattered. Awesome. Cancel that. Cool. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Humans were formed in God's image to continue God's work, but soon we decided our own way. We wanted to go and do our own thing. So selfishness and violence filled the world. So God had to start all over again. So in, in Genesis, God sends a flood since we messed up, like, royally. As you saw there, that was Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Perfect, perfect creation uh, with God. They're absolutely perfect in every way. They're hanging out with him. They're just in community with God. Everything was perfect. There was no sin. 
and then we messed up. So God, after a while, decides to send a flood. So he makes it rain for 40 days, 40 nights, right? So it floods the earth, and he chooses one family. So he calls this guy named Noah, who was actually saying the words there, Noah and his family to, get in, to build an ark and to put all the animals on there so they could kind of restart. So God sets, puts restart, basically, on the entire earth. He floods the earth. Um, and then afterwards, when he goes to restart it, okay, he, um, he finds a guy um, named Abraham, and he makes a new covenant with this guy, Abraham. And he says, Abraham, the land around you is now yours, and your family will be my, will be my blessing to the entire world. So then Abraham, a very godly man, amazing guy, um, he starts having kids and stuff like that, and he, he creates a, a generation of God's people. And so God's people is called the nation of Israel, okay? So God forms his nation of Israel. So that's basically the first whole book of Genesis is all that creation, all the things you saw and all that, okay? And then the flood, all that happening. You guys following me on that? Cool? So that's basically all of Genesis right there. So how I can relate this. Hey, Daniel, you got us? Cool. Um, how I can relate this to Star Wars is many ways. You guys ready for this? So you're going to have to follow me here. Does anybody know who Anakin is? Cool. Anakin in The Phantom Menace in Episode 1, right? He's a little boy, correct? And he's in slavery, okay? And he does, like, pod racing and stuff like that, right, Anakin? So Anakin, you're going to have to follow me on this. Anakin is the nation of Israel. He's God's nation of Israel. Cool? So he's a little boy. He's brand new. He's just starting, He's just starting out. So Anakin goes into slavery, which leads me right in to episode two. So I can just move us right along as we go into the book of Exodus, and we go right into episode two, Attack of the Thrones. Instead of Attack of the Clones, Attack of the Thrones. So this guy named Pharaoh, he's the leader of Egypt, saw that God's nation in, 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 um, in Israel were like a growing nation, and so he feared them. So he decided to put them into slavery. So he brings them down to Egypt, and he puts them in bondage and shackles, and he puts them into slavery. And so, yeah, they're messing up. They're in slavery. They get enslaved. Perfectly, I, we can follow that in Star Wars, because what is Anakin? He's a slave, right? You know the little um, guy that takes care of Anakin, his slave master? Anybody remember his name? 100 points if anybody can, 100 candy canes if anybody could say that little flying bug guy's name. Not Jabba the Hutt. It's not Obi-Wan Kenobi, the little flying bug thing. The, the fat guy, he's got, it's not Yoda, he's not fat. Anakin's slave master is Watto. Watto. Watto is Pharaoh right? He is Pharaoh, the leader of, of Egypt. He enslaves, Watto enslaves Anakin, just like Pharaoh enslaves God's nation of Israel. You guys good on that? You following me so far? So we're already into episode two, episode two, Attack of the Thrones, right? So Pharaoh brings all of God's people down to Egypt, enslaves them. So God sends a guy named Moses. 
who's heard of Moses. Moses, awesome guy, sends Moses down there to lead the Israelites out and back into their promised land to exit, if you will, or an exodus, to lead them out, to help them. Um, Moses is successful because God sends lots and lots of plagues. He tells Moses, hey, I'm going to send lots of plagues to Pharaoh. So he'll make, he will literally, it'll make him not want to keep my nation anymore. So I'm going to send a bunch of plagues. Does anybody know how many plagues he sent? There you go. Can you name them? Okay, so that's one of them. God sends multiple plagues to Egypt to make Pharaoh force him to let people to let his people go. So God sends a plague of blood. Like literally, the Nile River in Egypt turned into blood. The next one, a plague of frogs. This is intense. The next, a plague of gnats. And if gnats aren't annoying enough, a plague of flies. And then a plague on the livestock, and then a plague of boils. And then a plague of hail. So God's sending all this stuff. And then finally, a plague of locusts. Oh, and also a plague of the firstborn. The firstborn would die. Yeah? First, your firstborn child will automatically die. Right? So God sends all these plagues to ma- basically make Pharaoh release God's people. So how do we relate this in Star Wars? The plagues is a pod race. Right? Anakin competes in Phantom Menace in a pod race. And the way he gets out of slavery is he wins. You follow me on that? So when God sends all these plagues, that's going to release the people. So Watto has to release Anakin because he loses Anakin. He has to release him. So God sends a bunch of plagues and gets God's nation of Israel released. So Moses takes them back. And they're, they're really, their journey back home I think in the Bible it says like something like it should have been like 20 days or something like that. Their travel was really not that far. Like they really didn't need to travel that far in order to get back to their promised land, back to their nation, back to their comfy home that God promised for them. But they weren't following the commandments that God gave, the laws or the commandments. They were not following them whatsoever. They were kind of falling into like temptation. They were just doing their own thing. They were like, I'm free. I'm a free slave, but I'm going to do whatever I want. So... They start kind of listening to the dark side a little bit, if you will, the evil side. They start looking, they start, they start sinning. So, and God's trying to give them laws and commandments, but it's not helping. So they end up struggling in the desert, or Tatooine, if you will, in Star Wars. They end up struggling for 40 years. Could you imagine struggling for 40 years, which should have been like a 20-day journey or something like that? Like, seriously, what would that be? Going from here to, like, here to, like, San Francisco or something like that and struggle for, like, 40 days. Sorry, 40 years. That's insane. That's a lot of time struggled. But then finally, in the book of Deuteronomy, we move forward to the book of Deuteronomy. God gives uh, his people a victory. They finally turn back to him. They finally start worshiping him. They turn to him, and they get rid of their rebellious ways, and then they, they make it. They make it to their promised land. But once they make it there, 
they're still full of sin. They're still kind of like falling into sin. It's like that. They're still messing up. So how many of you guys know in, um, in The Phantom Menace in the first one, Qui-Gon Jinn, the dude with the like hair thing who's super wise? What's his name? What's he, what's he famous for? Go underwater. Anybody remember his name? The guy from Taken, yep, E.M. Neeson, he's Qui-Gon Jinn. So Qui-Gon Jinn is basically Moses. He's a super wise dude. He's trying to help God's nation of Israel. He's trying to help Anakin. He sees something in him, right? So it's, there, there, Moses tried to help him and stuff like that. But it doesn't, it doesn't work. They fall back into temptation. They fall back. They mess up. And so that leads me to already to episode three. Episode three, Revenge of the Uplift. So uplift means a raising up, like spiritually. So this is the revenge of people that God is going to send to uplift people, right? And get God's people following God's ways again. So God sends a bunch of prophets. He sends a bunch of oracles. He sends um, judges. So there's a book of the, there's judges here. Um, we, get, we go forward to Samuel, book of Samuel. Samuel is an awesome, he's one of the best judges in all of God's nation of Israel. He's one of the best judges. He's like a prophet, so God starts using him, and he starts speaking through him, and he says, go tell my people that I am all they need. So he does, and everybody, what do you think everybody does? Nah, I don't care about that. I need to see something. I need to be real. I need to see somebody. I want an actual, we want an actual leader of our nation. We need to have, I want somebody to take a sword and actually be crowned king. They asked for it. They wanted it. So Samuel says, all right, I'm going to find a king. So Samuel goes around, tries to find a king, and finds this guy named Saul to be the first king of all of God's nation of Israel, right? But what happened to Saul? He messed up. He started out good, but then he messed up and spiraled out of control. He really started messing things up big time. So basically Samuel says, you are like no longer king. God rejects you as king. I'm going to go look for another king. He was terrible. He was not good at all. So how can we relate this to Star Wars, a guy who messes up? Anakin messes up tons of times. He's in and out. Yeah, later. So we're already in Revenge of the Sith, all the way in number three, episode three. So Anakin messes up big time, right? He falls into temptation. He starts listening to who? Anakin. No. He listens to, to Palpatine, Senator Palpatine, which is the emperor. So for the story that we're doing, Palpatine, the emperor, shocking, gnarly dude. He's all old. Yeah, that guy. He is Satan. He is Satan by far. He is the evil leader. He's Satan. And all of, all of the Sith lords or all that, all the like Siths and stuff, the evil people, they're all just like, basically, they're like demons. They're people that do evil things. They're evil. They're demons, right? The good side, the good side of the force is God's like spirit. Okay? Follow me on that one. So the dark side is evil. It's like the same thing. This is crossing over. So many things cross over. That's why I like this series so much because it's so cool because so many things actually do cross over. So Siths are demons. Emperor Palpatine is Satan. 
and Anakin listens to him, and he's like, okay, yeah, so, um, so I think you're evil, but, um, oh, man, you can save my, you can save my wife? Oh, you have the power to, oh, you, you, you want to, oh, man, you want to put me in charge of, like, all this stuff and everything? It's the same thing in the Bible. God's nation of Israel keep messing up. They keep falling back into sin, and they start listening to the enemy. They start listening to Satan. They fall back into their ways, and in, it's the biggest, like, trick ever, right? Because he turns them into somebody who's evil, right? So God's nation, or Anakin, is doing that. They have, the, it's literally the same route. They keep messing up. They keep blowing it. Samuel, this really smart guy who's appointed by God, he's like Mace Windu or Sam, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> what, colors, what color is Mace Windu's lightsaber? It's purple purple when i looked it up i when i looked it up i was like why was his like why was the lightsaber purple what do you think samuel jackson said oh there you go he says my favorite color man so he's like everybody else got green blue like most colors of lightsabers are green and blue but samuel jackson's all now nah, i want purple of course of course he had to go for a different color so he chose a purple saber mace windu gets his arm cut off in the movie and then he gets force shocked right out of there. And then that's when Anakin takes a knee and he's like, okay, whatever you want, Emperor, I'll do it. Same kind of thing is going on. Stuff is messing up. The kings over God's nation keep messing up. And the Jedi Council, the Jedi Council keep trying to help. The Jedi Council are all the prophets. They keep trying to help. They're sent by God. The Jedi Council are good. Just like all these prophets sent by God are supposed to be helping God's nation. They're trying, but it doesn't matter, right? When you watch the movies, Anakin gets told, like, how many times? Like, okay, just tone it down, little one. Tone it down, little Padawan. Calm down, man. Listen to your master. Listen to your master. Who do you think Obi-Wan is? I had to really think about this one because I had to, like, really purposefully give these people. Who do you, who do you guys think Obi-Wan is? <laughs> Not Darth Vader, sorry. Who is Obi-Wan in the Bible terms? Anybody? David? Joseph? Obi-Wan's more like a prophet. He's super wise. He's always trying to help God's nation. He's supposed to be taking care of him. And the, the, the whole revenge of the uplift, the uplift, you guys follow me on that? I like the uplift of the people trying to get back. They're trying to get back at it, trying to help. So let's move forward. Saul, Samuel needs to find a king. So he goes around, prays to God a bunch. He says, reveal this guy to me. Who's the king going to be? <coughs> and then he finds this little shepherd boy. We talk about David a lot. I feel like David's one of the most popular people in the Bible. David's awesome. David... He's basically, he's basically Anakin at the same time. He's kind of like God's nation. So this young shepherd boy, David, gets chosen to be king. He grows up to be king. God blessed him. He's a great leader. He's a poet. He's a fighter. I mean, David is like all that is man. That guy is rad. David's like one of my favorite people in the Bible because I think he's super relatable. He's awesome. David is a great king. He has a great heart. He loves God. He writes the book of Psalms, this, the largest book in the Bible, how many people could tell me how many 
um, books there are. I'm sorry, how many chapters there are. In Psalms? How did you know that? No, oh my, well, hold on everybody, Yoda's in the house right now. Here, here you go, Master. Uh, Von Von's right, 150 Psalms. David loves, man, read these Psalms, they're amazing. They're always praising God, a Psalm of David, a Psalm means a song. David's an awesome, he's an awesome musician, and he's just like playing music to God. It's awesome. So David is this great guy, but David is also kind of like representing the nation of Israel, right? He's the same. He's Anakin. And what does Anakin do in number three, you guys? He blows it, right? He makes a deal with the enemy, and he blows it. In the same way, David has some wandering eyes, and he checks out a girl in a, in a bath, Bathsheba. Hello. Checks out a girl, and he's like, oh, man, I, I like her, so I'm going to send her husband to war and get him killed because I like her. And he's gonna, he follows sin. He makes a bad decision, commits adultery, right? So David messes up. Even though he was an awesome guy, even though he was an awesome king, David messed up. Because he's like, Anakin, he messed up. He was tempted by the dark side. You could see that Satan plays a huge role in messing up so many good people in the Bible. But we get to, we get to read this and we get to learn. So David writes a couple books in here, Kings, he writes Psalms. So David gets old, even though he loves God, God forgives him. He still loves God, he has an awesome relationship with God, forgives him. And so David had a son, his name was Solomon. Has anybody heard of Solomon? Yeah, Emma's heard of Solomon. Solomon is a cool dude, he is the son of David. Solomon is like the most richest and wisest man probably ever, to have ever lived, ever, 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 richest. He had more money than, like, they can't even count that high back then, probably still can't count that high anymore. Saul, or sorry, um, Solomon, this guy's amazing. So Solomon is also a poet. He writes, he's super wise. So I literally think, for how wise he is, Solomon is like Yoda. He really is. Solomon is like Yoda because Yoda is like the most wise Jedi master there is. Solomon is literally like one of the most wise, most wisest, wisest um, guys ever. If you go to the book of Proverbs, it's just full. Like each line in the book of Proverbs is just full of these amazingly smart, wisdom-filled things. You read one of them and it'll like rock your whole day. It'll change your whole like week. It's like nuts. So Solomon is a lot like Yoda. He's super smart, passes wisdom. He's great. But Solomon had a problem, just like his dad did. He married too many girls. Solomon messed up, had too many wives, started worshiping false gods. You see the pathway, like how easy it is? Like they, they're great, they're great, they're king, and then all of a sudden like they're put in the spotlight and then they just stray away from God. Like that's it. The enemy is waiting to pounce on all these characters in the Bible, and he does. <clears throat> so things get pretty, pretty rough after that. Kingdoms are all messed up. There's corrupt kings. There's all kinds of just mess up going on in God's kingdom in the world back then, in the old saga. 
And then God, God sends a guy named Elijah, a wild and rugged guy. He's a prophet. He shows up to tell people, like, with an awesome display of fire. I don't know if there's any fire. I don't think there's any fire display in Star Wars. But Elijah shows up, and he's this rad dude. So I think of Elijah, like, soon to be, he's going to be, like, a rugged, what does that make you think of? Han Solo. He's kind of going to be like a Han Solo guy. But we're not exactly there yet. We're not there yet. So we're still in episode three. We're ending, we're getting through the Bible. We're doing good. We're all the way to prophet Elijah's in there. We got prophet, um, we got um, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel. There's all these awesome prophets in there. God keeps trying to send his people to change and get them back. It's kind of like the last brink. Like Obi-Wan goes in episode three, in Revenge of the Sith. He goes and does this like epic battle scene. Yeah, we watched it over there. It was awesome. It's like one of the best Star Wars fights in all of the entire series. And they have this big, large fight. But Obi-Wan doesn't want to fight him, but he's trying to help him. So that's like, think about like these prophets that God sent. He's trying to help God's nation, but it turns into like a fight. It turns into like confrontation. They're trying their very best to try and help them, but they keep messing up and stuff like that. Anakin makes a huge mistake, and he does this, like, jump thing, and what does Obi-Wan do? Like, he gets the high ground, and he, like, chops off two legs, one arm, and he, so he's already got a robot arm. <laughs> so Anakin's, like, done for. He's laying by the fire, He's laying by the fire, like Prophet Elijah showed up with a display of fire. Come on. And so, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, Austin. I appreciate that. Come on. I'm trying to, trying to drop this. So the force, good side, right? God's spirit, the good side. But also the bad side. Both are really like pulling of people. So if you start to follow the dark side, you're probably just going to get consumed and you're going to get me- you're going to get totally messed up. But the people that fight for good, like prophets and people of God that fight for good, they make it out. They have a great <laughs> they survive. They do really good things. So what does this kind of tell you about that, right? We've basically got through that much of the Bible. Look at this chunk we just did. You guys hung in there, and we literally split the Bible in half. The Old Testament is longer than the New Testament. We literally just did the Old Testament. (sighs) Take a breath. We just did episode one, two, and three. (sighs) Man, we just did all three. You're going to learn today, let me tell you. Yoda is here. So, how how does episode three end? How does episode three end? It's like in shambles. Darth Vader's there. So maybe that's like God's people with like helmets on or something like that. (laughs) With dark helmets or something. Right? So God's nation is totally scattered. Follow me for like two more minutes. God's nation is totally scattered, but God still watches over them. He still loves his people. He's still speaking to them. And through one of the last books, um, one of the last prophets to speak in the Old Testament, gives this prophecy, it's through God, or uh, God uh, speaks through Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, and he says, I will make a new covenant 
with the people in Israel and returning them to the promised land, fulfilling their hearts and, my, and minds to my ways. So God says, I'm going to make a new covenant. There is hope coming. Stay tuned. It's going to come. Hope is coming. So God sends this out. He watches over his people. And so there's this period between the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's just like in Star Wars, there's a period between the end of three and the beginning of number four when we see Luke. Who, who already knows who Luke is going to be? Who? Luke is going to be Jesus. So next time, we're going to do the, all of the New Testament. Four, five, and six. And then episode seven is a few days before the opening of the last movie. I got a bunch of more ideas to go through it. I hope this wasn't too hard for you guys. I hope I can relate enough to Star Wars. Hope you guys understand. Who understands the Old Testament better now? Awesome. Everybody over here, a lot of people over here, awesome. Good. That's my intention. I wanted you to understand the Bible a little bit more. It's not that hard to understand. It's amazing. The greatest book ever. It's better than Star Wars. It's more important. It's better. This is God's living word right here. So I hope you guys learned something about God. And I hope you learned something about Old Testament and about Star Wars on Zach. Sound good? Cool. All right. I'm going to pray and we're done. You guys good? Cool. Let's pray. God's spirit, the force. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, uh, for uh, everything tonight, Lord. Um, thank you for unpacking the Old Testament to us in, a, in an interesting way that we could understand and relate it to, to Star Wars, Lord. Thank you. thank you for that. But we concentrate on you, God. You're the most important message of all this. All of the Old Testament was full of struggles. But all through it, God, you remain the same. You continually love us, God. You won't stop. doesn't matter how much we mess up, God, or how bad we mess up. You're always there to catch us. You're always there trying to work for the better for us, God. You always see the best in us, and you'll never give up on us, Lord. That's why you will always win, God, because you are God. You are amazing. We love you so much, Father. I thank you so much for everything you did in the past, what you're doing now, what you're going to do for every day from here on out in the future, Lord. We love you so much, God. Thank you for this time. Bless every single person in this room, Lord. Thank you. And uh, in Jesus' name, amen. You're wicked, to your king.